OTBGAA. Hurling games, all we can do is do our absolute best, and but we have to dust ourselves down and we have to go again. Just be the best that you can be after that. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. Finny Parth, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning. How are you all doing? Nice quiet week in sport. Yeah, really quiet. Nothing nothing going on. Government getting involved with sport again and um, <laughs> fair play to the GEA. Um, they know how to say, stay right in front and centre of, of politics and life in Ireland and... Um, yeah, let them sort it out themselves, but I'm sure uh, it'll all work out eventually. Um, it was interesting when Declan McBennett was on telly last night, he was talking about the massive number of uh, GA matches and the massive number of rugby matches and then and loads more football, Irish football than we've ever shown before. It was like, not the number though. Mm. Is, it, is it, you know, is it, how many League of Ireland matches is this? Is it, is it not enough? Is it double digits? Is it just over double digits? I'm not sure. But they're not as committed to that as they are to the GEA anyway. No, and I suppose they'll say the viewing figures and you'll hear all this stuff, but um, I think the I think RTE and in particular have a responsibility to sport. You've just been speaking about basketball. And, um, and my challenge with it from listening from the outside is how do you how do you fix what what the problem is? How how do you fix it? Do you just play GEA all weekend? Do you turn on your telly on RT or RT one two and watch GEA all weekend? Um, so they've moved to to GEA Go and that's effectively pay pay per view or whatever the right word is. But so was Sky like. Um, but the world is changing, lads. Um, I don't think I went to I was in <coughs> Crow Park. And you can't pay cash anymore, you know. Um, with, with stuff I do some things I do outside of uh, sport people are paying the older generation who aren't paying the bills on their phones now and topping up on cards and life has moved on so um, yeah it, it all uh, I smell a rat from all different angles you know uh, politicians will look for extra votes by yeah yeah we've got to get it on telly yeah I'm yeah always yeah. very squeamish when the politicians are coming and we started the show with the politicians yeah. this morning but there was definitely you know I think in fairness he is raising legitimate questions that he has an answer might might get a chance to answer but when the Taoiseach and the Taunich are like mm-hmm. will I say something that is very wildly popular because they know it's going to be unreal in the years and they have to get their little sound by then maybe yeah but it's more that there's no consequence to what they say well, yeah there's literally no consequence they can say whatever they want about this and other people are going to have to do I my brain will throw one back at you what's the solution to it anyone question honestly yeah if money was no object what's the solution well I don't think that the national broadcaster who is the only now client for championship matches should be allowed to be in partnership with the GEA for a separate organisation which is bidding no no I get that but what's the solution for show matches Uh, some matches will have to be paid for some matches will and there needs to be a decision about what's acceptable and what's not acceptable I do right. think the so G- then the cynical in me is then is this although getting some bad publicity is the GEA ultimately going to be paid some yeah. money by government as a subsist like whatever oh, you whatever think the as a grant. Pay for it? eventually well we're heading down that way it feels like in the background we give a lot of money to the GEA at the yeah, moment yeah but maybe they could do a little no. bit more well if, if money was no object the national broadcaster should have a sports specific channel yeah. on, on terrestrial television well, that would be great because then there's there's loads of room for all of the sports. So, is is that where the the discussion needs to go to? Where there's actually a channel called T, uh, RTE Sport, just Sport Channel, mm-hmm. that provides a service. Yeah. 
no coronations on the OT Sports Channel. Well, maybe no coronation streets, and you know, maybe I don't yeah. know. I, I, I think uh, our relationship <coughs> as a country with the national broadcaster is something that should be constantly up for conversation because uh, I, I, from you know, I, I don't think soccer fans are happy with their treatment. No, but and it's not just soccer fans. But the, the bottom line to the to it is speaking as a soccer person or whatever right word is that it can't be just a, a, a GEA discussion this one is but don't forget soccer in, in all of these don't forget all the other different sports and um, it's amazing how many people jump up and down when I know I accept it's a national game it's not something I'm overly interested in but it's a national game I shouldn't be turning on the channel all weekend and just seeing that sport it should be mixed for that reflects the whole society because it yeah. is a state funded yeah. TV and it should reflect society there's people watching there's more people watching sport or soccer than GEA I would say to you yeah and uh, I mean I think uh, ancillary to this conversation is the conversation about greyhound racing and the yeah. millions and 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 millions that we've given to greyhound racing uh, over the last well what's decades. good about it is to, to, to make the point is we're now on the back of the horse racing discussion that came up on the back of this, maybe somebody in government might actually realise sport is usually important to Irish people. You know, not just a minister who's... And not to be uh, uh, dismissive of the current minister for sport, but not just minister for sport and something else, actually a minister for sport, dedicated to sport, and someone who has a real... Yeah, you know, a, a, a proper department of sport. Yeah, because it's so. I keep saying it is so important to society that we live in the sport, whether it's kids playing basketball, G, uh, hurling under eights, or basketball, ladies football, all of these things. It's so important that um, somebody takes notice of. So maybe it's part of a bigger discussion that needs to be had. Well, but not just throw money at the solution. Uh, you know. There is loads of money floating around, though. Do you know? Yeah. And if it was spent properly, um, it would actually have a knock-on impact on on health, on uh, integration, and loads of different things. Well, the advantage, sorry, the last point, the advantage the GEA have is they've now got a, a an income that has to be replaced if they stop the GEA go. So straight away, that's the cynic of me. Mm. Well, GEA go already makes a million a year profit, and that was before they had the domestic market the way yeah. that they have now. That was just from the. Um, the international streaming a couple of years ago anyway we, we're supposed to be talking League of Ireland sorry yep. quiet week in the League of Ireland too oh yeah you could say that I mean we had a, a brilliant game on, on well it wasn't a brilliant game brilliant occasion Palace Stadium is obviously an exceptional stadium it was uh, you have to be careful it was quite a routine enough uh, win for Rovers in the end but balls were very good on the day on the day but um wasn't a brilliant game there was a lack of quality in the final third from both teams that has to be said but I mean Rovers last eight games I think they've won seven scored 19 goals conceded three they, they're playing exceptional at the moment but but um, um, and, and I, I'd like to think on here of Wax Lyrical about Rovers and Bowls at different stages so much so people in Tala have questioned me health am I okay <laughs> right Being when they nice. hear me going you're too nice to Rovers but and I've defended referees. I just thought balls got done on Friday. Um, wasn't good enough. Uh, it was very one-sided performance. It was a game of, of fine margins, and so many of the fine margins went against Bohemians. Um, I've seen some people debate whether it was a penalty or not. It was just a penalty. You can't. Uh, it was completely out of control. Um, Declan Devine very unhappy afterwards yeah and rightly so but it's funny when you're when you're game live so when they scored the first goal my first reaction because I'm neutral 
and I don't have to celebrate the goal was to look at the linesman because my sense was Trevor Clark was offside right. and he was offside um, and um, when you've got a really strong referee you always find because people people's question about the penalty decision is why didn't the linesman get involved and when you've got a really strong referee who was a very senior referee sometimes you find linesmen don't tend to interfere with, with the senior guy so I just thought I thought the fine margins went Rover's way um, the first incident in the game was a, a ball over the top of, of Lee Grace and I felt um, Dylan Connolly got in behind him I, I felt that was an area for for Pauls to exploit it went shoulder to shoulder with Lee Grace and a free out against Dylan Connolly and you just I sat with a couple of people and pointed out this could be a long night for, for, for Bowles and it turned out that way. And in fairness to you, even when things weren't going great for Rovers at the start of the season, when they were drawing games, you were like, it's going to happen. And it could happen as quickly as this weekend because Bowles of Derry City at home and Rovers are at UCD and Rovers will be top more than likely after that. Um, yeah, you would say so. Look, what to be fair to Bowles, what they've done all season is when they've lost games, they've bounced back and won. And this would be a huge win for them uh, if if they were to beat Derry this week, a, ho- a home to Derry. Um, Derry's form has just been okay. It's even beating Drogheda the, the other night. They weren't, you know, wasn't an outstanding performance. They're, they're missing some senior players. That will obviously be the excuse, and rightly so. I mean, Cameron Dummig and Connolly centre half, uh, Patrick McElhenney is missing. So that that's a huge blow for any team in the league, and probably only Rovers could deal with that. But um, they go to they go to Bowles this week, who have who have been good in Daily Mount, have always bounced back. So there's a big lesson to be learned and, um, this weekend because it it's an interesting it's for for so people understand the European clubs will have a weekend off later in the season. So to allow for that, the four of them will play each other on Monday. So Derry will play Dundalk and Rovers will play St Pat's. So the four of them in Europe to give them breathing space later on the season so it's a it's a big weekend for um, for Derry they play a good Dundalk team that are in form and bowls away so uh, it could be a good weekend for bowls or for Rovers should I say um, One of the things there about bowls and uh, coming back it's really important that they don't allow this just to peter out that this wasn't just a, a surge at the start of the season they need to make sure that you know, like a little bit like Arsenal in recent weeks, where there was a blip, but then they recover from it, and they keep the pressure up on Rovers because otherwise, Rovers could open up a gap over the next few weeks, and very hard to claw that back. Yeah, and I think I think to be fair, um, the Bowls have got to ride that sort of wave of momentum, the feel good factor around the team, the dressing room, um, the way they've you know they've played well at different stages, but even when they haven't played well, they've won games. So. Um, they, and I think getting to the window for them is important. I feel they've got the finance in place to be able to strengthen uh, that team and, and push on. Um, securing European football, I think, would be a marvelous achievement for them. Um, they have been; they've lost the last two Dublin derbies to Rovers, and being sort of, albeit the game went against them through the night, they've lost both of them two 0 and Rovers, in their view, would say they're comfortably ahead of them. So, if Bowls are going to be the nearest challengers, then they've got to stay on their coattails and get to the window and, and see can they sign some, some players um, James McLean joining Derry if that did happen would be brilliant for the league right mm-hmm. would he still get in the Ireland squad because he still merits a place at the moment um, yeah I don't I don't see that happening um, which bit him coming now I don't think he'll ha- it'll happen now could be wrong 
and uh, I think he I, th- I would say he will lose his place in the Ireland squad if he, if he goes to Derry right and I think he'd be aware of that and he, he'd probably get one more year I would say a championship now look we c- I could come out of the studio today and he signs for Derry I have no information I, I was actually in the hotel in, on Friday and the Derry squad walked in chatting to the guys and obviously a lot of close friends in Derry I've no information on that but I just don't see it happening Okay. Um, so I think he'll take another year with his international place mm. being important to him bit of managerial um, turnover in the, in the league in the last couple of weeks Tim Clancy gone from Pats John Daly winning start as interim manager and then you see Cork City looking for applications to replace Colin Healy as well do your ears prick up when you hear of a managerial vacancy pop up yeah um not not to a- not answer your question and not to be all politician about it. I think it's important to say Tim Clancy's a good example where really harsh when someone leaves League of Ireland football mm. and the pile on now on social media and different bits and pieces and Tim's got, you know, a partner and two young kids, I think he's married, I don't know, but but um the point stands. And remember <clears throat> when Tim Clancy um left his job, it was on the six one news. Mm. Right? So it's like it hurts and it's deep and um, really, really hurts. And um, and I, I come off to him for a second and just give you a little insight. Like most League of Ireland managers, the average wage is probably about forty, maybe fifty thousand. So obviously people are a little bit higher than that, a little bit less. So you're not walking and and with contracts, you may be entitled to six nine months or whatever. But you're going back to work pretty soon, and. It is. It's a really difficult life, League of Ireland management. It's great. It's brilliant. We all love it and want to do it. But it's not as easy as people think. I remember when I left, um, the neighbours on the road knew why the car was in the garden. Like it's not. It's it's. And they're only small things. You know, my kids knew. They they know. They re- like. It's not, as I said, it was on the six one news. Like as part of the bulletin, and you still have to earn money. And the problem where I've only since I've left, I've only applied for one job since I've left Dundalk and in that time I pulled out that job halfway through the process because it became a social media pylon and remember you're probably working somewhere else I mean what do you mean social media pylon as in um, once these jobs once they're not replacing managers very quickly then that allows Billy1234 say Mm. Vinnie Pratt hasn't a clue what he's doing sure it was only Stephen Kenny's team or whatever or Whatever it is, they'll, they'll say about Clancy or about he- Colin Healy at the moment. So, um, the club should make quicker decisions. I would feel and, and get people in and place. And because we live in that world now, it is really, really difficult time for people. And remember, so I still have to put bread on the table in my house. So, being linked to another job or being spoken about, you you'll have a boss ring. And you go, are you are you leaving us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> so when I left Undock the second time. What happened around that same time? Solskjaer walked away with seven million, right? And I walked away with a two-year contract that was deemed null and void. So people need to um, uh, give people a bit of a break, and and we're in and out job. I understand we're all fans, and we want the best. That I'm here talking about games, or people would talk about Premiership, but. League of Ireland is still in its infancy and it's a really difficult place for, for young managers and I really feel for Tim I think he will be better as a result of it I know if I do go back in at any stage I, even the second time I went to Dundalk I felt it was so much better as a manager he will be a better manager for it um, but that's a long winded way I'm not, not answering your mm. question but you have to understand that 
people have to provide for the families on 50, 60, maybe if you're lucky to be on 60,000. Once that stops, you've got to go back to work. Like We have people in our league working as postmen. And we have people working in, in different bits and pieces. Mm. So it's a really difficult time when you're when you're linked to these jobs and different things. Obviously, but it's harder than after you go back to find an employer. It's like, oh, you see, you want to come work for us for three months or six yeah. months or whatever. Um, you hadn't, hadn't really thought of that. Is there, is there a solution to that? That, Like, obviously, you don't want to just have a carousel of only three or four managers who are ever available for jobs in the League of Ireland. But is there some way that the... Like, if you were thinking about football in Ireland and thinking long term strategically from the FAI's perspective they need more indigenous coaches they need good quality coaches at every level at the academy level in the League of Ireland clubs and the schoolboy clubs and however they make peace there best of luck with that but they also need like young competitive coaches who are getting their opportunities in Ireland and then hopefully going abroad and broadening the pool um, at the moment it seems you need to have a number of Ireland caps and then you can get part of the Ireland underage setup. Is there a better way of doing that? Maybe that isn't just well. Well, there's no industry in this country for coaches. So, and I think if, when you look at how good the RFU are, for argument's sake, I would say to you, if you put me, if I'd have been, and and they're different, but if I'd have been an RFU coach who came out of work, I think I'd be working somewhere. They would. And and uh, they would find employment for me somewhere, whether that would be Connacht Twenties or be a pathway there, pathway yeah. to somewhere to say we need someone who's you know. Remember, Ireland has only produced so far. I think it's less than a hundred uh, pro licensed coaches, and X amount of like some unfortunately passed away, some aren't from even from the country. So there's only a small pool of them people. I think if you. I think there's no industry here. I think people ignore a little bit of experience as well. Look at Sean Dyche. Look at Roy Hodgson at the moment. Look even at Warnock going into save Huddersfield. People ignore that a little bit in terms of it's all about what's new, what's coming through, and sometimes they forget that. But I think I think there's a huge appointment on the way within FEI, the assistant um, um, director of football. Okay, so they appointed Mark Adam. Uh, a couple of years ago and the assistant role is up now and my point about something like that is if that's going to go to someone who has 50, 60, 20, 80 caps no problem once they've earned it yeah. for example if Damien Duff gets a high profile job now he's earned it he's mm-hmm. earned his bloody stripes and he's done his work but in that role if for example Gerard Bryan at St. Pat's or uh, Shane Robinson at Shamrock Rovers or even within the FEI, Will Clark aren't on a shortlist of four or five people for that role and aren't properly interviewed. That role should be given to people who've done the hard yards and young Irish coaches who have done a huge amount of work. You, you, you look at the players. We've got players in Serie A playing at the moment, produced by St. Pat's, who was led by the Canary director. We've got Gavin Bazuna, who was produced by Shamrock Rovers. So we know what we're doing in the country. But I, th- I have a big fear that the FEI are going to go down the road of um, appointing people with caps just for the sake of it. And it is sexy and, and it will make good headlines. Ex- such and such player has is involved with this. But make sure they've done the hard yards. And So there's no industry and it's really, really difficult for people to find a pathway. My own personal experience, I had to come out of it. I had to earn money. 
Did I do well out of football? Absolutely. But I had to earn money. And then I can't go to an employer, as you said, and say, hey, yeah, you see that stuff they're all talking about in, on social media there? I am applying for that job in the background. Yeah, yeah. And if I, if I get it, I'm just going to walk out the door next Friday because I've yeah. got to go again Friday night. I'm no. definitely not distracted by it at all. No, I'm and it's, yeah. you know, and it's, and it's stuff that's in the back of the papers and it's on social media and people hear stuff and the world we live in now. So, very difficult for us coaches because there's no industry and people have to um, give 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 them a little bit of breathing space, a, a little bit. All that negative stuff, notwithstanding, like the the lack of money available for managers um, and the social media pylons. Do you have the itch to go back? Oh yeah, I d- absolutely do. And um, um, I, like when I talk about experience, like you look at maybe Allardyce, my, he, he he probably gives that sort of line of a bad name in terms of the way he went out. <laughs> and I'm trying to be careful how I, I answer this, but. Um, absolutely do. I like rightly or wrongly, I believe in myself. I've you know not many people in the last ten years have won a league title in this country. Um, very few are, are, are working. Obviously, Stephen Bradley and someone who certain sections would jump on, John Caulfield, is doing a brilliant job at Galway because it takes a little bit of know-how to win a league and a little bit of ability and mightn't be the, the sexiest name in the world, but at the same time, um, absolutely have the itch. I'd love to do it, but it may not happen, and I'm okay and I'm comfortable with that um, because you know I had you had a good innings, and if your time is up, it's up. But no, absolutely interested in it. Love the game, probably at more football matches than anybody else physically. The last I, I was at three o'clock last week on five o'clock game and watched the seven o'clock game. So really, really would love to do it, but it has, it's all about timing mm-hmm. and it's about context and. Um, for example, my daughter sent me a screenshot last week. So I think it must be 125 Emmett Road or must be the address of St. Pat's. But I was seen down there last week. <laughs> but at the same time, I was in Drogheda at a meeting. Right. <laughs> at the same time. So she she was going, are you going back to St. Pat's? And I was going, I'm in Drogheda at a meeting. Like. Yeah. So it's just the world we live in now. So... Um, so to answer your question, absolutely believe in myself. I've won a league. I still am the reigning league cup uh, uh, winning manager because you haven't played the competitions. In a while, so. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. 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 Technical trophy. Ah, I, I don't know where the trophy is. Actually, I must find dig it out. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Any good stuff? Thanks, million for joining us. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.